The following is a JourneyWise Network production. Hey friends, I want to welcome you to the You Matter podcast. I'm Shane Stanford. This next season of podcasts, we are so excited about what we have in store for you. We have a motto in our family home called Be Salt and Light. And of course, that comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. It's the follow-up to the Beatitudes and the opening of the Sermon on the Mount. <clears throat> and of course, I wrote a book called Journeywise, which is about the, the Beatitudes and about how Jesus uses the Beatitudes as more than poetic verse, but as a chance to kind of connect us uh, to his values and to his, the things that matter most to him going forward in his teaching ministry. And I, I just think it's interesting that right after those eight blessings, you have this be salt and light, be the, you know, the salt of the earth. And, and what's so amazing about salt and light is that in Jesus's day, there were so many important things about what he's saying to people here. He's not just using this as some, you know, faithful uh, illustration. He, he really wants us to dig deep into what it means to be salt and light. This mattered so much to me. I got it from a best friend who I would notice would tell his children, who are about 10 years older than my children in, in succession, and uh, he would tell them, be salt and light. He didn't say, you know, don't embarrass the family. He didn't say, you know, be good. He said, be salt and light. It was very specific. And so we started that in our home, too, with our small children, to the point that every one of them, when they became teenagers, had a, had a, a, a painted picture in their room that reminded them to be salt and light as they went out into the world. It's also important, too, because in my church I founded, that became their motto, because it it is such an important way of looking at the world. And I've had a lot of people ask me about why is salt and light so important to you? And it's important to me, first and foremost, because it was important to Jesus. And I've told you before, my mother used to say, if Jesus says it, you ought to listen. If he says it more than once, you better really listen. And that's kind of how I feel about salt and light is because Jesus, even though he doesn't talk about salt and light other places, they're so tied to context. And let me just give you some examples of that. Salt in Jesus' day was used for various things. Number one, it was used to give flavor to food like it is today. Uh, I don't get as much salt as I probably would like and probably much more than I need, but salt helps to flavor things. And Jesus is saying, you know, you're the salt of the earth. You're the one who gives gives the impression to people through your witness that they want to serve me. He's Jesus saying this. And so we add flavor to the gospel to make it attractive by our witness. Salt was also used for preservation. You would put it, uh, meat and other things in salt, and it would preserve that. It wouldn't let it go bad. And that was so important because, you know, if, when you think about what was available in Jesus's day, there wasn't much to preserve food, and salt was one of those things that did it. You know, Jesus is laying the gospel into our hands. We are the preserving agents of that gospel, and that's very, very important. But it was also used in healing. You know, they talk about rubbing salt into the wound, Actually, in Jesus's day, putting salt into a wound, though it would burn, and that's part of where the negativity comes from, though it would burn, it is also a healing agent. And you are a healing agent in the world. You are called to be a healer uh, of, of, of brokenness in the world. And when I wrote my memoir, Positive Life, uh, I put nine things that you could be in the back. And one of the things I talk about is being a healer. Uh, trying to leave a place better than when you found it. And I've been guilty of not doing that uh, several times because I, um, you know, my, my heart is wrapped up in something. My passion may be wrapped up in something. And so I'm trying to be very specific when uh, I 
when I transition things now, and that's very important for all of us, is to be able to to transition faithfully. Because as salt, how we live our life, our witness in those moments, and then when we transition out of those moments, still living our life, that means so much uh, to uh, to the gospel and to how the gospel is shared. And then he says, well, you are the light of the light of the world. I mean, think about this. You know, light overcomes darkness. Small light overcomes darkness. Darkness, though it can be pervasive and can be very dangerous, it only takes one strike of a match and all of a sudden darkness is canceled in the land, in that area where that match is shining. And that sh- that light can shine in places and in distances that we can only imagine. Jesus warns us, he says, you know, in a, in a dark world, why in the world would you light your fire and then put it under a, bu- a basket, hold, you know, hide it from everybody that only you could enjoy it, maybe lifting it up a little bit? Well, two things are going to happen there. Number one, the basket may catch on fire, or because there's no oxygen getting in through the basket, you'll kill the fire. And we do that a lot when we when we try to um, take our fire into church life and we try to you know, we, we try to live out our passions and try to live out where we think we've been called. And all of a sudden we find that resistance and, and, and that fire starts to go out. And Jesus says, no, you have to give that thing fuel, give it oxygen to be able to burn. You want to use it and make something of what God is calling you to and why God is saying it's so important uh, for you to be uh, aware and faithful of what he's doing. And so I encourage you very much um, to think about what it means to be salt and light. Now, when you think about that in your daily walk, there are a couple of things that I would just like for you to remember. First of all, being salt and light, it's in the text itself. Uh, you have to live it out. You have to you have to live out what it means to be salt of the earth. You have to live out what it means to be the light of the world. You can't just you know stand in the corner and expect that you're going to have your greatest impact. And I tell people this all the time. You know, I'm an introvert. I, I do just fine when I'm by myself have no problems whatsoever, but I know that I have to interact with people and I have to be able to uh, have those angling ends, those places where people are are basically angled into each other's orbits because it makes me better. It holds me accountable, but it also helps me to be a better witness for the world. And so maybe if I'm salt and light, if I'm thinking about what it means to be a preserver of the gospel and to give flavor to the gospel that people find it and taste and see that it is good, that's from the Old Testament, then all of a sudden you have a process, you have a pattern here that can make a, a major, major impact when it goes into the world. And that's why I encourage people to try to be as faithful as they can, try to try to, try to live faithful to what it means to be salt and light. Friends, I want to tell you about a book that I'm reading and loving. It's called JourneyWise. That's the organization that we're a part of. This is the JourneyWise Network. And today I've got my friend, my boss, and the leader of our organization and my former first pastor when I was a little girl, Shane Stanford with today to tell us a little bit about his new book. Well, thank you, Nicolette. Um, Journey wise is a phrase that my grandmother used to use. And she would say that she would rather make every step mean something in her journey than to have been born the wisest person on the planet. Mm -hmm. And she would always reference Solomon and what he was the smartest person, wisest person, but he made a mess of everything. (laughs) And I use the Beatitudes to to unpack that phrase. Mm -hmm. And we do it from a very unique perspective and learn that the Beatitudes really are the the journey values of Jesus' teaching ministry. And from that point on, you really can fit just about anything Jesus discusses back into one of the Beatitudes. Well, what I'm loving most about this book is the stories and how the scripture comes to life. 
And I think that what our listeners are going to find out when they get their copy and start to read it is that Jesus is not only their savior, but he really is their friend and journey partner along the way. Yes. All right, guys, get your copy of the JourneyWise book. The link will be in the show notes. Grab your copy and start to read it. So how do we do salt and light? How do we train ourselves into that? Well, there are a few things that Jesus talks about. It is a an active language. You will be salt and light. You are the salt of the earth. So whether you want to be or not, you are that. And the first thing that I tell people is that there are three things that you have to do in order to become salt and light. Number one is you have to read your Bible, study your Bible. Um, I know that you hear this all the time from me, but I think it is so important to spend deep dives into God's Word. Now, spending time, you know, walking through the world with Jesus and spending time in His Word has to become a process in your life. It has to become an obedience that you're living out. Um, I try to do 30 minutes a day. Uh, That's part of my challenge that I do, but I also go deeper into thinking about, and I have that privilege because this is my responsibility, my job, but I would encourage you to spend 30 minutes just reading God's Word and then spend another 30 minutes going deep into God's Word and really get in there and and study and, and, and really know what God's Word is because as salt, you're going to be thrown or you may be very specifically preserved. You don't know the situation that's coming. But you have to be ready for whatever that situation is. And the only way to prepare yourself is to be in God's Word, to be prepared with what God is planting in your life. Second is pray. And I'm not just talking about the Lord's Prayer. I'm talking about really using the Lord's Prayer to go deep. And I use the Lord's Prayer as primarily the way to structure my own prayers. I wish that I was the prayer warrior of some of the people that I deal with. They're just amazing people. But how do you how do you get yourself into a life of, of prayer? I don't think you have to pray, you know, in the closet for two hours. I think that it is a conversation that is ongoing. It, it is never ceasing, that conversation that you're having with the Lord. I would encourage you to train that and to hone that in. It's so very important because when you learn to be able to do that, to have an ongoing conversation, your spirit, your conscience, your confidence doesn't know the difference after time between what is intentional to yourself and what is intentional to God, because the more you're emptying yourself, the more God is filling up himself into you. What a powerful thing that is. And that, of course, is what prayer is all about. But then the third one is going to sound a little trite, maybe, but it, and way too simple, but it is it works, and that is love Jesus. My best friend says, read your Bible, pray, love Jesus. And what does it mean to love Jesus? Well, we talk a lot here at JourneyWise about loving like Jesus. What does it mean to love like Jesus in the world? You can't do that. I've had people ask me the question time and again, what would Jesus do? You know, I even had the bracelet at one time, WWJD. The problem that I found with that is, is that most people will ask that question without actually knowing much about what he actually did and cared about and what he proclaimed and what he, where he walked and who he talked to. Uh, They don't know much about that. They've kind of cherry-picked those circumstances in their life, and therefore it is not what um, they need it to be in order to move forward more successfully. So I would encourage you in many different ways, I would encourage you to spend time not just studying the Bible, but studying the Bible with a strategic plan that you want to push that forward. You want to push it forward so that you're living it out. In the curriculum that we're doing, the Life Along the Way series, which is a 360-day journey with Jesus, 
Um, we have um, the daily devotionals and the questions, where are you questions, uh, and a wonderful prayer every day that you pray. We have a Bible study that focuses on what you would have been reading, and then a midweek kind of conversation starters about what you're reading for that week. But then finally, we have something called The Great Adventure. And what I love about The Great Adventure is that for people who have the need to respond physically, to respond tangibly, The Great Adventure is going to help you. But I think everyone needs to be on The Great Adventure, even if you're not prone to, to to do those things. You're not prone to serve. You're not prone to, you know, use those gifts. This is the opportunity for you to do that, to use this to make a great adventure out of what it means to be in God's word. You're walking with Jesus and now he wants to send you. Uh, you'll come back. Don't worry. You're still going to keep walking with him, but they want to, he wants to send you into the world so that that world understands the power of that witness in you through him. And what a major thing that is and what it, it really means in the context of who we are. I would encourage you, friends, to make some time in your life uh, where you are keeping a prayer journal. I think that's very important. But at the same time that you're also spending time asking the question, Lord, I've heard you. Now, how do I respond to you? I've heard you. Now, how do I respond to you? I've heard you through your word. I've heard you through the power of prayers. You're speaking into my heart. Now, how do I respond to you so that the world I encounter is a much better world than what I have found. What a powerful thing that you have here to be salt and light. It's the motto of my life. Uh, I would not have probably come through heart surgery many years ago if I had not been reminded of the task that I've been called to, to be salt and light in the world and to talk faithfully about who Jesus is and why that is so important. But I also understand, friend, that there are situations where we feel ourselves moving farther and farther away from God. And we wake up one day. I've never met the person who wakes up, looks in the mirror and says, hey, today would be a great day to destroy my life. I've never met that person. But I have met, I have met many people who wake up, look in the mirror and go, wow, I have created a pattern that is so unhealthy. I call that the chronic life, not chronic medical, but chronic in terms of your brokenness, in terms of sin, in terms of ways that you're not being able to find who God is working in you. And even when you find it, you're not able to make that happen because you feel so much shame and guilt and brokenness. Let me tell you, Satan loves shame. He loves it. It is it is an elixir to him, and he loves it when he can cause you to feel shameful. Let me just tell you, there is nothing in this world that you can do that God cannot reach to you and love you and forgive you for. There's just nothing because his love is so expansive. It's so much bigger than we are. It's so much bigger than the things we get right. And it is so much bigger than the things that we get wrong. And I encourage you to reach out to him. Uh, a friend that we just interviewed on one of the podcasts said, you know, for to, to, that he says to his unchurched people all the time, he says, just pray that God will give you a sign. He prayed that when he was an atheist and God gave him a sign. It doesn't hurt. So if you do it and nothing happens, you know, what do you lose? But boy, if you can really reach out to the God of the universe and connect into him, what an amazing thing he does because he is the source of the salt. He is the good news. He is the source of the light that changed the world. And that was Jesus Christ. Well, I'm done. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I really do love you. I love doing this podcast and I love what we've got this season. I hope you'll pay attention to it. Journeywise.network or you can go to shanestanford.com. Please subscribe uh, to our podcast and hit that button. Give us a five-star rating. We'd love some reviews, uh, but we just want to encourage you to be the very best follower of Jesus that you can be. It is not impossible. It's hard, but it is not impossible, and he's made a way for all of us, he says. All right, I love you. Go into the world and be salt and light. You matter. God bless you.